settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. And welcome to another Whistleblowers podcast. It is the Fraser Coast only sports podcast where we chat about what's been happening with Aussie sports people, uh, teams overseas while catching up on our national and of course our local sports too. And each week we feature a local sports person or administrator as we like to dig a little deeper into what they've been up to or what is happening in sport locally. And we'll also preview the week ahead as well uh, with this man from FC Sports Media. It is Brendan Bowers. Brendan, g'day. G'day, Blandy. How are you? Oh, look, I'm all right, uh, as I would imagine uh, most fans, sporting fans and cricket fans would be because... Yes. Well, I don't know. I didn't see it coming. Did you? The Aussies winning the World Cup? No, definitely did not. I hoped for it in my heart, but my head said no. But like the great words of 10CC, I don't like cricket. I love it. Oh, I don't wonder where you're going. I'm thinking, what? Dreadlock holiday. Oh, yes. Talk about cricket, of course. Uh, look, it was a ma- magnificent effort. Uh, we were talking off air about uh, the start of uh, the game where it mm. looked ominous for Australia with Rowan Sharma throwing the bat around. And, uh, you know, when they're doing that and they're going to the boundary line, you're thinking, uh, this could not be quite our day because those balls could quite easily go straight to a fieldsman or, you know, whatnot. But it turned out the other way, really. We had a couple of lucky breaks. and uh, We did, and we held our nerve, which was very impressive as well. Yeah, Rowett with 47. Uh, man of the match, of course, uh, Travis Head taking uh, a magnificent catch to dismiss him. Could have, could have won did. the game there. He did, and of course, Marnus again with his fielding. Then every Australian did what they needed to do over the over the journey, and it was a great result for everyone. Yeah, the bowlers uh, incredible, incredible, really. Considering they may have been a bit of a weak link leading in with some games. You mentioned last week conceding too many runs. Yes, but they, there was a pitch there which uh, I don't know. It was. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. It wasn't a spinner's wicket, was it? But it wasn't. No. It was just sort of thereabouts. They struggled. Yeah, they did. They did. But what a gutsy call. When was the last time you saw a captain win the toss and decide to bat first? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, tried to uh, uh, yeah, bowl first. Bowl, bowl, bowl first. first. Sorry, Sorry bowl yeah, first. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, David Warner, of course, uh, along with Mitchell Marsh, who played a couple of cracking shots, um, you know, they didn't sort of get us off to the start we wanted. But it was Travis Head, who 137 off 120 balls and backed up by Marnus. Let's not forget him. He was the quiet achiever there. 110 balls for his 58. But it really uh, it wasn't for him holding up that end. Who knows what could have happened. That's right. He was the rock that just held it all together. Yeah. So Hedy could do his stuff. Okay, our sixth World Cup. And uh, we'll celebrate and go, wow, that was great. It's great to silence the uh, the Indian crowd too, isn't it? Just uh, Well, today I was actually reading... Some uh, some of the crowd were misbehaving and booed yeah. continuously for the umpires and whatnot and left the scene, which is very unlike Indian supporters. Well, they were suggesting perhaps the game should be played in the more traditional areas of India, uh, not at uh, the uh, Nadra Modi Stadium. Is that how you pronounce it? Something like that. Uh, yeah, but it, and, it's the biggest stadium. Uh, yeah, 125,000, I think, were there, and uh, they weren't happy. We... we Certainly shushed them, didn't we? But uh, booing the umpires, there weren't really any contentious decisions. No, so there was there no wasn't. reason for that. Uh, yeah, I, they just weren't happy. Yeah, I think winning 10 games in, you playing at home, you think it's in the bag. We're in here. We're in. But anyway, the Aussies return home for tests against Pakistan and the West Indies in the Australian summer. Is that a bit of a letdown? 
I don't think so. You know, Different think, forms of the game. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, the West Indies, they haven't been that great at test level. Uh, Pakistan, they're a good side. So maybe they'll... Uh, no, you can only play time. who's in front of you and, yeah, you, and you have to go around and play everyone if you want to be world champions as they are as the test world champions now as well. So they've had a great year, the Aussies. Indeed. Uh, Formula One, mate. Uh, <laughs> the Las Vegas Grand Prix has... Uh, been rocked by a legal move against the event, which has been nothing short of a train wreck. Uh, fill us in on this. Who would think the USA, the most litigious country in the world, would have a a class action suit against Formula One? Well, I can understand it. After that first session, did you see it all when oh, the practice and was cancelled? There was just cars flying left, right and centre. Yes, and... manhole covers coming up. Fancy that with downforce on the F1 cars and not securing the manhole covers. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you, mate. I, I don't know what goes on there. I know that there's the, uh, the the wafting smell of marijuana right throughout the city of Las Vegas these days, so maybe they were on the gear. Well, funnily enough, part of the reason was fans had camped out for five hours only to be ordered to leave the venue at one thirty am <laughs> and the cherry on top was that spectators who claimed they were threatened by trespass charges by police as they were being forced to leave. <laughs> So what was the story behind a uh, Las Vegas Grand Prix anyway? Oh, look, it was the first time. Well, it had been run there many, many years ago, so it was mm. bringing it back. It used to run around the, C- the Caesars Palace car park back in the old days. Alan right? Jones actually won it back in 1980. Is that right? He did. So they were bringing it back, and there was plenty of glitz and glamour with all the stars and the best grid walk of the year, they say. But uh, in the end, it all came down to racing, and Max Verstappen made it three from three in the U.S., and won another one, finish, finishing ahead of Charles Leclerc. And our Australians, Oscar Piastri, was 10th. And Daniel Ricciardo in 14th. Yeah. Not the most disgraceful effort, is it? No. And uh, look, it did look very glitzy and it was a nice track, but I think they'll learn from it. Mm, okay. They'll be back there. That's the plan. Just secure the manhole covers. <laughs> Just stick the marijuana aside for an hour or two, boys uh, and girls. Rugby union, mate, uh, closer to home, the six unions who had called for the sacking of Rugby Australian chairman Hamish McLennan said he'd become a distraction to the game, but uh, thanked him for his service, <laughs> as they always do. As they ousted well, him on Saturday night. <laughs> any player who uh, gets sacked from a club or uh, the contract is not renewed, whatever, you know, there's the whole, we'd like to thank them for their service. They've yep. been outstanding in the way they've represented Correct. the club and uh, they've gone about their work, you know, admirably. But you can bugger off. Well, they actually offered him a seat on the board. Come on, we've sacked you, but you can, you can sit on the board. And he politely declined. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But anyway, Dan Herbert, former Wallaby, is the new chair. He now joins with... Um, who is his um, sidekick now from um, Steve? Um, not Steve War. Oh, War, the rugby player. I've forgotten his name now. Mm, he yeah, is yeah, Phil War. Me- Phil War has joined him. Aha, uh-huh. you've had a so, mental blank. Yeah, mental blank. <laughs> They've only got a little task ahead of them trying to um, get the code out of their $90 million <sighs> debt to stay afloat. So best of luck to the gentleman. Cheapest creepers, the game they play in heaven. As we said a couple of weeks ago, I think it was dead. Well, <laughs> if it's not dead, it's on its last right. So we wish them well. We don't want to see a sport oh, die. Oh, God, no. No. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people, and, you know, I may not be the biggest rugby union fan, but I appreciate the game and that a lot of people are, and they still represent Australia, and you'd That's like right. to see them succeed. 
So now they're going to appoint a coaching uh, a coaching director, and then they'll appoint a coach. So I don't know how a national coach will feel being under underneath a coaching director, but anyway, that's the way Ireland do it, and Ireland have been going quite well recently, so we'll see. Okay. Got to be accountable in this world, Brendan. Hey? Uh, football, mate, tell us what's happening. 2025, a second-tier competition to go in underneath the A-League. Um, I don't know about you, Blandy. I don't think the A-League is in strong enough a spot at the moment mm. um, to be putting a second-tier competition in, although it is a couple of years away. It's it's good foresight. But in in my um, history with sport and, and football in particular, they always seem to be putting in more and more competitions, and I don't necessarily agree with it. But anyway, they've gone ahead and they've named eight teams from two states, New South Wales and Victoria, mm. Uh, as the foundation clubs, and uh, over the next few months, they're going to grab some more clubs that will be invited in. They only have to pay a couple of million dollars each to join and be part of it. And it's going to cost a lot to run too. You've got to get these players and officials, you know, from point A to point B and back to A again. Uh, Maybe yeah. that's why it's only Sydney, uh, New South Wales and Victoria at the uh, moment, mate. Yeah, I think there's got to be Queensland and South Australia. Oh, and if it's a national comp, yeah, for sure. But it is costly. Uh, look, I guess on the bright side, it's a stepping stone. And the next level up is for you to go and play in the A-League. So in that way, I, I can understand look, it. But financially, it's going to be tough. Oh, look, 100% agree. And look at the pathways. And we'll talk women's sport again. Look how the pathways for women's cricket has developed. And rugby league and AFLW has made them a better sport. So maybe this is the way to go. I just... I don't know if there's that many cattle around the place to fill all the positions. Which brings us to a local sport. Now, special guest this week on the Whistleblowers podcast is the Vice President of the Harvey Bay Seagulls, uh, Mr. Sam Scoo. Sam, hi. G'day, guys. How are we today? Great, Sam. And how's the season shaping up for the Seagulls in 2024? Look, so far, I mean, we're in the uh, second week of pre-season training kicks off tonight, um, but Things are looking promising for the 2024 season. Um, good turnout of numbers last week, and it'll just be a matter of whether or not they return this week. But things are looking promising. Okay, well, it's early on, I guess. You know, <laughs> yeah, the season proper is a little way away, mm-hmm. but uh, a magnificent 2022. You took out the premiership, and then, of course, it was a, a let's face it, a bloody tough year last year. How are you planning to turn it all around? Yeah, look, you're 100% right. 2023 was a tough one after winning the competition in 22. Um, There's a couple of things we're doing differently um, moving into 2024, obviously kicking off a pre-season training. So we're getting in early um, with a bit of uh, training, Um, obviously hoping to bring back some uh, ex-Seagulls players into the group um, and see what comes back there. We've got a new, relatively um, new committee Sorry, I'll rephrase that. We don't have a new committee. <laughs> um, there's a couple of new faces in our committee, right. such as myself, um, our senior president, who is also a player, uh, and then we have a, um, a general committee member who is also a player. So there's a couple of us on the committee that uh, are invested in making sure that our senior division in Seagulls has a really good year. Um, and I suppose getting out in the community and doing some really good things uh, outside of the clubhouse um, to create a good name for Seagulls. Um, they sort of go hand in hand, you know. You want to go and play for a club that's got a good community mindset. That's Absolutely. my opinion anyway. 
Um, so that's what we're sort of looking at doing. Um, but the key, the key thing competitively is getting in early with pre-season training. Um, I'm not sure what any of the other um, BRL clubs are, are doing, um, but I know for Seagulls, we'll rip in from now until about just before Christmas. We'll have a two-week break, and then we'll we'll rip back into it in the new year, right through to um, what looks like will be April for season start. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, we've got a long way ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, we're, we're talking still four or five months, but um, the group's committed. Um, they've all pledged that they wanted pre-season training. That's what they wanted for 2024. We've given them that. And at the moment, it's just about about instilling some fitness and then match fitness um, and essentially just stripping everything back and starting again. For our sounds, playing group. sounds very promising. Are there any new signings you can announce? Uh, not as of yet. Um, there are a couple of faces that are poking their heads back in this week um, that uh, our A-grade coach, Fai Sammy, has poached back. Um, whether or not poach is the right word, but <laughs> we will in the coming weeks definitely have some, hopefully have some names that we'll be able to announce as um, you know, returning back to the Seagulls fortress for 2024 okay historically i guess the club has uh, been very successful you've had some Mm. uh, great players come through there and i would imagine uh, you know the experience of last year uh sam might have got people going okay well we either sink or we 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 start swimming uh ferociously here and it sounds like that's what you're trying to do yeah look you know the club's been here before uh, we've been in situations before where you can't get any lower than where you are um, and you've got to fight your way back to the top again so as I said the club's been there before Mate, we'll get back to the top eventually um, it's a work in progress doesn't happen overnight just a matter of seeing what faces come back working with what you've got uh, we're fortunate this year as I said the club's gotten in early with its planning We've appointed our coaches early, uh, so they are all on the same page, and we can really just focus on training and then footy um, and seeing what comes. But, yeah, look, look as you said, historic, um, historically for the club, it's it's been successful. Uh, 2023 was much like the 1973 season, in our inaugural year where we didn't win any games except for the last one. Um, mate, in, in 1974, Seagulls came back and they won the comp the following year. Landy, so, you'd remember that. You're in your prime in yeah, your 40s well, then, yeah. weren't you? Good on you, mate. Yes, thank you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, but we're looking to draw on that for 2024 20, um, as being something that we want to be able to give back to the old boys, essentially, of the club to go, look, we've rewritten history here. Um, or, sorry, not rewritten, but repeated history here. Sure. Well, okay. Mate, if people, people want to get involved, how do they do that? I mean, come on, the Seagulls, the place to be. Absolutely. Look, if people want to get involved, Tuesdays and Thursdays down at Ralph Stafford Park, we kick off training at 6 p.m. sharp. Emphasis on the word sharp there. We are disciplined for 2024. Um, so if you want to come on down, by all means, all are welcome. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Keep an eye on our social media page. If there's any changes to training, we'll be posting it through there. Um, come on down, bring your boots. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 6 p.m. We'll love to have you there.
Sounds like a plan, mate. But I've got one question for you. You're, yep. you're, you're up in the engine room up with one of the big fellas. How are the hammies after the first week of training? Mate, they were a bit tight, that was for sure. Um, bit of recovery. They've loosened up. We'll see how we go again tonight after some more sprints tonight. <laughs> Sam, uh, all, all the best for the uh, the upcoming season, mate. Uh, we might Thank talk you. again prior to that, but uh, we do appreciate your time this morning on the Whistleblowers. And uh, with the endeavour, it sounds like, is happening there at Seagulls, I'm sure we'll see a rise to the top sooner rather than later. Uh, all the best. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, fellas. Really appreciate it. Okay, we'll uh, move on to hockey, Brendan. Congratulations again, once again, to the Maribyrnong Hockey Association, who for the fourth week in a row have hosted a state indoor championships. This week featured the under-21 women's, and it was a championship win to Maribyrnong, who defeated the Vipers 4-3 in the final. Great to beat Brisbane, isn't it? Always hey, great to love beat that. Brisbane. Yeah, they're as good as beating the Palms. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, almost. And in Mackay, the under-13 girls tied for third place in their state championships as well. So well done to both female teams. Yeah, congratulations there. Um, I was talking to Councillor Daniel Sanderson as part of Councillor Chat Tuesday. In the Big Breakfast Tuesdays after 8.30, there's a cheap plug. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're saying just how many great hockey players we have produced in this region. Yes, and we touched on it with Aaron a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we and, certainly um, did. Look, you know, I don't know how Maribyrnong does it. Some cities are just renowned, mm. like Wagga Wagga. Mm. It's in the wall. It's in the genes. Ipswich. Yeah, it, it's in the genes. It really it is. is. Ipswich, you had to get them in, didn't you? Absolutely. Good you right. gave a plug to Triple M. <laughs> you give a plug to your old room. hometown. Absolutely. All right, then. Uh, mate, rugby, only one result again in the yes. local rugby competition, not only nationally, we're struggling. Yes, Wave Falcons defeated Barbarians 29-20. No results for Gladstone and Pythons. There was a forfeit. And the Mariners and Turtle, I have not been able to find out whether that went ahead. No, well, it's a secret, that, whether it happened or not. You, well, you know. It's on a need-to-know basis, Brendan. You don't need to know. You're only doing a sports program, my boy. All right? <laughs> okay, I'll keep All that right, in mind, Stop Blender. prying for results, lad. Uh, cricket, mate, what do we have on the weekend? Well, can you believe this result? Cavaliers Black, 9 for 141, defeated Bushrangers Gold, all out for 89. No one saw that coming, did they? No, not at all. That is unbelievable, man. Mm. It really is. It really is. It is. And in other games, Cavaliers Gold, 9 for 82, were not good enough for Grammar's Tanana, who only lost one wicket in their chase, finishing 1 for 85. Mm. It was a bit too easy, yeah? Not as easy as Bushrangers Blue, who uh, made 246. And he dismissed Ozrocks for 90. Ouch. Okay. Wasn't a great day for the uh, the Rockers, eh? Uh, any standout performances there we can mention? Cayenne uh, Barr, 5 for 27 off 7.2 overs for Cavaliers Black. And Craig Griffiths, 5 for 25 off 8 for Grammars Tanana. Okay. All right. Congratulations on a, uh, a successful weekend of cricket for those guys. Now, uh, we've got a big weekend coming up, do we not? Of course, it's the Harvey Bay 100 triathlon returning this weekend. We've got the 50 as well and the uh, the Barge to Beach. Yes, on Saturday it's Barge to Beach kicking off the day and then the Hit FM Harvey Bay 50 starts. So it's a great day of action before on Sunday the big Harvey Bay 100 gets underway. Racing begins, well, they walk to the start at 5.30 with a 5.45 a.m. start. So you'll be down oh, there yeah. cheering them on, Blandy. Well, I will be there. We start at 9.00. So, oh, are you and the teams? Um, I all I know is I start at nine o'clock on air on Sunday. Oh, you're down on air. I normally don't uh, 
Welcome weekends. Hello, what's gone here? Well, uh, everyone else has fallen over. Basically, I'm the uh, Bradbury of uh, <laughs> of, of uh, announcers on <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> wow! And so I'll be there between nine and twelve. So what you're saying? It'll all be over. No, I don't think it'll be over. The first finishers will be crossing the line at about 9.15. Oh, so did... I'll be there. I'll be there amongst it, folks. You'll be there. I'll be there Watching, at the right time. Now, just a small tip. Yeah. Well, let's hope uh, Jeff Morris and that has got uh, the tape finishing tape fixed up. Just ask him next time you speak to him a couple of years ago. They almost didn't quite get it right as the as the runners crossed the line. Well, what happened? They dropped the tape and as I was trying to get there, they didn't think the runners would finish that quick. But oh, God. Well done, Jeffrey. You do a great job. We love you. Yeah, Jeffrey would have had nightmares about that happening and then it did happen. <laughs> He's probably been having nightmares that it happened since. All right, then. You'll be right. You'll be right. I look forward to uh, getting there Sunday morning. Uh, now, cricket this week. Grammar's Tanana are up against Ozrox in an all Maribara clash. Bush Rangers gold play Cavaliers gold, so someone will take the gold there. And black. Cavaliers will play Bush Rangers Blue in the three matches. Now, rugby, uh, I don't know what's going to go ahead this week, but scheduled rugby matches. Well, the Fraser Coast Mariners have a scheduled game at home against the Waves Falcon. I think that one will go ahead. Mm-hmm. Gladstone and the Barbarians are scheduled to meet, along with Pythons and Turtles Brothers. Okay, softball to the Harvey Bay Coral Coast softball comp also continues this week. The draw hasn't been announced, though. It has. It has come oh, out. it has come out. It has come out. It came out late last night. Right. And uh, it's also their pink day. So Harvey Bay always hold a pink day and raise funds for cancer research, breast cancer research. So it's their pink day. So there'll mm-hmm. be some colourful outfits out there uh, matching some of the colourful play. So congratulations to the Harvey Bay Softball Association for once again um, taking an initiative to raise some money. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's just about it, isn't it? Uh, We'd like to thank you, good listener, for tuning in to another Whistleblowers podcast. And uh, uh, when we return, we'll chat with another guest about all things sport and a shout out each week, too, to an athlete or club that does excellent work for the community that often goes unrecognised as we share the positivity. Who have you got? Well, this one's a bit different. Uh, this weekend, we've just spoken about the Harvey Bay 100. Well, they've put a call in for plenty of volunteers to do road marshalling and mm-hmm. road closures and whatnot. And the numbers they get from the community who come out and support, and a lot of them aren't involved in the sport, I think, well done. What a great community spirit you're showing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, once again, it's like anything. Uh, and this is a big event. Uh, you know, you need all these people. You do. Or else it wouldn't be happening. Um, uh, We'd like to thank uh, everybody who's uh, a part of the podcast. Of course, our producers working feverishly in the uh, background, Brendan, our researchers, of course. How he uh, keeps going on that mouse wheel, I don't know. I don't know either. And, of course, don't forget to keep updated with all your local sporting news, fcsportsmedia.com.au. That's you. That's me. And remember. It's our sport, our community. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.